Welcome to Flow State Business. Today, we are going to be talking all about travel and the things that I've observed around traveling the second time around, going around the world, again, living out of three suitcases. If you're new here, I'm so happy that you're stopping by, that you've somehow landed on the podcast or if you're watching on YouTube. So good, so good. I love the fact that I have actually documented so much of this, my whole journey. It's been five years since I've been full-time in my business, almost five years. And since that time, we have now traveled twice around the world and we've done it with our kids. This time around, we're doing it with one kid. The other kid decided to stay in Australia. I can give you a little bit of context on that. But this episode is really all about traveling, running a business, doing it with kids, setting up a visa or a business in a foreign country and navigating through all of the emotions, the energy, the paperwork (laughs) that comes with this sort of lifestyle change and this choice. So if anyone is listening here and you are wanting to create this sort of lifestyle where you have more travel, but perhaps more international travel and, and setting up a base, this is definitely going to be a really interesting episode to lean into. As per usual, all of the questions that come from this podcast please come on over to YouTube and leave them in the comments. This is where I'm actively responding to any questions that you have. And I'm really such an open book. You can ask me whatever you like about this episode, about travel, lifestyle. I really try and make sure that you're also gaining the value that you need to make smart choices in your life and business as well. So a little bit of context. In 2019, me and my husband, Michael, decided to leave the normalcy of Melbourne, Australia-based life and pack up everything. We sold the car, we sold our furniture, we sold our house. We lived out of a suitcase for almost one year and we traveled through America, Europe, Asia. My four-year-old, three-and-a-half, four-year-old at the time came with us full-time and we also had, well, I have a stepson from Michael's first marriage and he is seven years older than Teddy. So first time around, my stepson would come and travel with us during his holiday period. So we would fly him to Thailand and Dubai and LA. And, you know, it was just really cool to give him that experience. Since then, we had to come back because of the pandemic. We set up a like household, I guess, fell back into normalcy of life, got the youngest one back at school and the eldest one back at school as well. And we loved it. We live right by the beach in Queensland, Australia. We actually built and bought land, built the house and all of that settled in. And it got to the point where things were returning back to normal with travel. And as a bit of context, we didn't actually want to come back at all for some time, but obviously with the pandemic, we were asked to return back to Australia. Everything was shut down. So now that news had come up around the travel doors were wide open it was much more lenient in terms of visas and being able to get through countries. We were itching to get back out here. And like, we were just ready. We had bought the tickets to come straight back to the United States, but this time to really set up a business here. I think when we say that to either people who are new to us, or if we're meeting people just out there and networking, I think they think we're setting up, I don't know, like a food business or a cafe or something like that. We are literally 
picking up the Australian coaching business and we are starting it here in the United States. But it's not like we're starting it from scratch. We're just transferring it to a US-based company. And the reason why we want to do that is because we really feel like part of our soul and part of our heart is American. Like we love the energy of the United States. Shout out to anyone who's listening from the States. We freaking love you guys so much. We love your energy. We love how bigger is bigger is better. We love how everybody here is really supportive of like this go for your dreams, reach for the stars type of mentality. In Australia, it's not so much the case. There is very much the prevalency of tall poppy syndrome. There's a lot of realistic goals being set and you kind of get stuck in your ways a lot in Australia. I love it because it feels very safe and grounded there, but it doesn't always challenge me to really think so much bigger. And I know this is very much the case for me personally, because a lot of my positive, expansive astro lines are based in the United States. I am loving all things astro geography and I study it. I read it. I understand it so well. If you don't know what that is, you can have a Google of astro cartography or astro geography and it will change your world. It's basically like your birth time and your birth chart placed over the world and showing you where you can feel more expanded and more contracted depending on where you are. So with all that being said, as of December the 6th, 2022, we left Australia and we rented out our brand new home and that's currently being leased out by lovely family. And we took off and traveled across, landed in LA. We've been to LA, New York for Christmas and New Year's. We did even upstate New York. And now we're here in Texas. The reason why we landed in Texas is because we love Austin. So for those who have traveled through to Austin, you will get this completely. There is a certain kind of youthful, sparky, entrepreneurial energy. All the tech giants are here that if you look across the Austin skyline, like I can now through the window, I can see Google, Tesla, Uber, like all the big Canva, all the big tech giants are basically right outside the window, which is so cool to be in the energy of young, fresh, entrepreneurial, solution-driven companies, right? As a result of that, like you can go out for a coffee or breakfast or whatever, and you know you could just like bump into entrepreneurial-minded people everywhere here. Where I was from back in Queensland, it really wasn't so much the case. <laughs> I was almost always the one at cafes who would have my laptop open and nobody else would have a laptop open. If I just go downstairs to a beautiful coffee shop called Prima Proper, like right down the street from me, there are like everyone has their laptops open. Everyone's either freelancing, working for themselves, an entrepreneur, a coach. It's very cool. You know, from a business standpoint, the biggest benefit is the tax component. State to state taxes can vary so greatly. For us, it made a lot of sense to, even though we wanted to set up in certain areas like New York and California, financially, it just wasn't the smart thing for us to do straight up. We might still move things across to where we, you know, once we're settled here, where we might want to live longer term. But for now, it makes a lot of sense. We love Austin, Texas. We love the taxes here. We love the people, the weather, the food. So it's all ticks all around. But one of the things that I have really been, I guess, noticing about this round of travel has been this kind of shift and change towards not wanting to be on the move so much. 
And like the first time we did it, it was literally like, how many countries can we get to? And let's see everything and let's keep moving and go from one hotel to another. And that really served us for that period of time. I really enjoyed having that variety and that change. Although we did have a three month, almost a three month stint in Huntington Beach, California, which we adored. And we have met our like family best friends, I think for life, like they are just so cool. And we got to catch up with them when we were in LA and saying that I really desire to have a home base. Michael really desires to have a home base too, so that we can unpack and have like a set of clothes here in our wardrobe and to have like our own car that's always parked in the garage or to have our own things, but just in a different part of the world. And that has become clearer and clearer for me since traveling where it's funny, like even now we've been in Austin for almost six weeks and I still haven't fully unpacked and which is quite odd for me. Like if I stay in a hotel for more than three days, I would unpack and I would hang everything up. But there's something about my energy, which is just like, I don't know, like, why am I unpacking if I know that I'm moving on again? And it isn't like fully abundant to me at this point in time where I feel like everything is just like so cramped in one small suitcase. And I I am not just being, you know, like diva here. I just like to have an abundance of choice in my wardrobe. Right now I'm living that minimal capsule wardrobe life. I'm happy with the options I bought. I mean, maybe you've watched my episodes on YouTube. I'm always wearing something different or I at least feel like I mix up my outfits a lot, but I really miss my big, large walk-in wardrobe back in Queensland where I have like so many different outfit choices and I can express myself that way. For those of you who love clothes, you'll know what I mean by that. After a while, you stare at the same stuff over and over again. And the idea of being a minimalist with like 17 outfits from five pieces of clothing kind of sounds cool for a while, but when you actually live it, I do feel like it dampens my personal creativity. It's different for everybody, but for me, I just feel like wearing some color or expressing, but I only really brought a few pieces with color. And then it kind of comes to this point of, you know, wanting to just like buy shitloads of stuff because the brands are different here and you don't get the same sort of stock over there. But we can't really buy that much because we're in suitcases and it's already packed to the max. And I could get another suitcase and pay for extra luggage. But when you've got a kid and you're traveling through the airport, it's such a hassle. And then I thought, well, I'll just buy heaps of stuff and just send it back. But where am I sending it to? Like to the storage unit? (laughs) We don't like have a house right now that we can send it back to because our house is being leased. So that part of it, I haven't really loved. So I've just not really done any shopping, which is great for the bank account. I really thought I would be buying stuff here. But as for buying things, I think I've spent like not even a thousand dollars. And that's like hair, nails, maybe like some skincare, a little bit of makeup nothing really. Like I could have really gone wild if there was room in the suitcase. So, you know, I was sort of reflecting on that. And I know that this is just such like a chill back kind of chat, but I want to just share that it does still feel I'm not like living the best version of who I could be. And I know it sounds really fickle, but you get me. I know you guys get me where when you want the thing and you can't get it, it's like, oh, it just feels really contracted. 
So I have found myself almost fantasizing about going back to my town in Queensland and just doing the whole thing, getting like two-hour massage, my eyelashes done, my um, hair like redone, nails, pedicure, all the things. And I realized like why I love living there so much is because I have my community of the people that really uplift my energy, like my massage Um, I can't even say like my massage lady. She's like a friend, but shout out to Amy. And I'm like, I go there every week and I just get really loose and I feel great for the week. Whereas here, it's really hard to find massage places. And if you do find them, the booking system is not so set up for foreigners without an American bank account or an American credit card. Let me give you an example. So this is super interesting. Last time we came here, it was very cash-driven. Now it's all electronic. Thank goodness for that because we literally thought we had to, like, take heaps of cash out and, you know, still tip with cash. You don't have to do that anymore. Everything is done online. But the problem with that for foreigners is that if you don't have an American credit card and you can't have an American credit card unless you have social security number or an EIN or whatever it is, you, you can't attain one. Even if you have an American Express, wherever it's been issued, the country of issue is where the card is from. So example number one, I went to book in to get my nails done. And every, you know, four to six weeks, I get a manicure done. And I found the place that I wanted to go to, cute little TikTok account that I found that was in Austin and I wanted to book in. I couldn't book in because it asked me for a credit card. And I put my Australian credit card in and it said, error declined, cannot process this booking. And so I have to call up and explain the situation. And, you know, some of them are really nice and they say, no worries, we get it, just come on in. And others are like, sorry, this is the process. Is there any way that you can come into the store, make the booking in store and then come back when your appointment is? And I'm like, no, like that's not a vibe to me. The same thing happened with booking in a massage. The same thing happened with booking in hair appointment. So it's just that level of difficulty, which was really unexpected. Secondly, once again, because of this credit card sitch, I wanted, I really, really, guys, no spoilers, please, in comments, but I really want to watch White Lotus season two. And to watch that, I need HBO Max. And to get HBO Max, you guessed it, I need the credit card to buy HBO Max. The Australian credit cards don't work here. So little things like that are building up right now and it's feeling, you know how like one small thing after another adds up and adds up and it starts to feel really hard and it starts to feel really difficult. I definitely had a moment, like whenever the full moon was, I had a big cry and I was like, why are things so hard and why are things feeling so difficult? And on top of that, um, we're trying to attain the EIN, which thank goodness we now have, but that was just like an absolute shit show to get through, to send a freaking form to the government and to have them receive that here was not even worth it, that we ended up spending money, almost $1,000 to get someone to send a fax for us, like hilarious, but true. Needless to say, anyone who's not on the USD, luckily we earn in USD, but the conversion rate and the cost of living here 
has absolutely gone crazy wild. I definitely notice it more and more and more. So an example is this morning, we went to a local cafe down the road. Love this cafe so much. I got a matcha latte, just like Australian size medium, maybe like for those of you that are Aussies, Michael got a banana smoothie with almond milk. In Australian dollars, those two items, including the tip, was $35.30. In Oz, that would be about $15. If you went somewhere really fancy, at most $20, right? So there's things like that that we notice, or we'll go out to a dinner and order two meals because I'm able to share with Teddy. He doesn't eat that much and I don't eat that much for dinners. Two meals and maybe a beer and a glass of wine, and it's straight up like $170. So There's things like that to be aware of if you're especially thinking about coming to the States. It's super interesting to see how that's affecting the economy here. Lastly, I want to talk about traveling with the kiddo. He's amazing. For those of you that have followed along my journey and my story, and maybe you've seen clips of him, he's just so amazing. I know I'm biased, but I just think he's a really cool kid and he's very aware of traveling. He doesn't have tantrums. He's pretty chill. He manages himself. He loves reading off his Kindle and he'll play with his phone. And like most kids, they love, he loves Roblox and he watches TV and he does his homework and his reading eggs. All of that is great. However, having the kid around full time, 24 seven, whilst doing stuff in the business, Like even now, as I'm recording this episode, he's got his headphones on and he's just down there in the office area. And I've set him up with a bowl of mac and cheese and he's eating over there. But we're around each other all the time, every day. And I feel bad saying this, but, you know, like sometimes it's just nice to have space away from the kids just to kind of have your own time without being constantly interrupted. Like the interruptions, you guys, are so constant. And no matter how often you tell a six or seven-year-old, he's just turned seven, hey, I'm just trying to concentrate. They don't give a shit. They want to tell you what they have just read about in their book. It's just like, I need your attention right now. And so I've had to really learn to adapt to that. And so has Mike. And there definitely has been moments where it gets really heated Because we're still, this is kind of like adding to our job role, you know, like he's editing videos and trading and I am delivering coaching and coming up with content. And then there's like this constant like, hey, I want food or watch this or do this or I'm bored or what should I do next or can I have your help? And it's just a really interesting time for us that so much so like I've said many a time, you need to find whatever you need to do on your own for the next 45 minutes. Like I'm just giving him 45 minute blocks, whatever it is, but it cannot involve your phone or screens or TV. Guys, it is so hard, but just go and do the things. And it's not like we have a yard. We're living in like a, not a high rise, but like it's like a condo, double story condo with no place to go play a ball. Like we have to take him out to the local park so that he can get his energy out. So There's been moments where I have felt super guilty even saying that and suggesting like go find something to do for 45 minutes. I know it's really healthy from a parental point of view to have them find their own things, but it's so fucking frustrating 
when all you see is like them not doing anything or they get really bored and they get really whingy, it's difficult to manage that energy. It's very difficult for me to stay high vibe and to keep myself in this like zone of creativity when I have my little one with me all the time. And so, you know, I wanted to share that aspect that what you see sometimes like on Instagram, things like that, it's not always like totally what goes on in the background, although we really try and show as much of it as we can in our vlogs as well. But the way that we've sort navigated through this is there's a lot of family chats. So we just approach it very openly with him to say, the reason why we're asking you to do this is because mum's got to coach and help a bunch of people or dad's got to move a whole bunch of money around right now so that we can set up the American business and he needs to concentrate on the numbers and the accounts. And he gets it. Like without a doubt, he's very invested and he's such a good kid. But you guys, like the mum guilt is so fucking strong. Like there are days where I feel like I am the most terrible mum out there for cracking it or for just like getting like some days I even just feel like such a child myself where if I'm really in the flow of wanting to write a particular training for my clients and he's like constantly coming at me with questions and blah, blah, blah. Like there's times where I could have handled it a lot differently And then I get really upset. I feel this cycle come over me where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, is this really the life that I want to lead? Is this really the mum, the example of the mum that I want to be to him? And so if you guys have any suggestions on resources or if you've even just been through something similar, I know that there's a handful of you guys who are also homeschool mums and parents please, please let me know any, anything that I can reach to right now. We have roughly about 10 more weeks of travel. So it's still almost three months before we head back to Australia and Teddy resumes his schooling. So anything that, you know, you think might be useful is awesome. Very interesting times with travel. I want to end with this. It has been such a fantastic time as a family. Despite what I just said, the times that we are off the laptops and off the school stuff, and we're just really in the moment traveling and seeing the world, I want to cry thinking about like how precious these moments are, that we have created this lifestyle, that we get to live this amazing alternative, bigger than life type of life, that we've done this because five years ago we made a decision to change things up. We made a decision to try something different and to take the risk. And here we are now in Austin, Texas, living this life where we're setting up the business, buying a house here, having a home in Australia, then it's Project Europe, seeing the world through my kids' eyes and his level of being able to see like what is out there and how big the world is. Like, I'm so excited to see what he does with it. Like, it's just amazing to see that really come through. So getting super emotional now, because this is the kind of stuff that, you know, when you realize that you're living out your best life. And I always like to say, I know that I'm living out my best timeline. I know that I'm living out this dream life and the things that I complain about that I'm real about, I come back to gratefulness really quickly. I've developed this relationship with energetics and with the law of attraction, with the things that bring really, really bloody good things into my life 
because of the habits that I formed around gratefulness. So did you see like almost immediately I went from complaining and getting really frustrated and sharing that real as fuck experience. It was almost like, bam, like it went straight back into look how amazing life is. And if you're able to practice that more and more, it doesn't need to be like a set practice where you sit down and write like five things that you're grateful for. That's how I started, by the way. But now it happens very easily and it happens like a stream of consciousness. It it becomes a part of who you are. So with that being said, I really hope you enjoyed this travel update and life update and all the things that's going on right now. In terms of like where we're staying, we're we're still going to be in Austin for a couple more weeks. When we settle in Austin longer term and we have everything set up and we return in six to 12 months, I think six months we'll be back here. I love South Congress because it's like where all the action is. I don't particularly think it's our area because it's a very young area. And by young, I don't mean young families. I mean, like everyone is in their gym gear in their 20s, looking sexy as fuck and living their study, university, college life. So there's no kids around for Teddy to play with either or like very, very minimal kids. I think we need to kind of go out of the main part of downtown Austin or um, the area that we're looking at is an area called um, Boulden Creek. Did I get that right? Boulden Creek. I'm getting mixed up with Travis Heights. Boulden Creek. So we love that area. And I think that there's going to be more kids around that area. And so, yeah, we're still exploring. We're doing a lot of that cool stuff as well. Like we're literally catching an Uber to certain areas in Austin and just like getting a feel for the space and having lunch, going for a walk, checking out the schools. And that kind of stuff is like really fun to do as well. All right. Let me know what spoke to you the most. If anything has come up that you'd love for me to expand on. Otherwise, I will catch you in the next episode. Go ahead, binge on some others right now, and I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. 